but I just lost my burp. So, oh, uh, one thing I did get a comment though. My father-in-law. Oh, hi, everybody. Hey. Um, he's like, hey, at the Rude very beginning, you have to intro oh. what you're talking about and like what it is because I'm not familiar. Like a lot of people will start listening in in the middle of it. So we can't assume that people are listening to everything. Like assume people have not listened to anything when they start listening to what you're listening to or what you're talking about. Does that make sense? No. No. So, okay. Let me rephrase this. So, welcome to Tim and Lenny. We don't have a specific name for the show yet. Correct. <laughs> but we're talking about the screw tape letters. Yes. And so what he was saying is, is make sure to clearly articulate what you're talking about so the audience, people listening like him, who didn't know what you're talking about because they hadn't listened to the last Oh, so 12. all of a sudden we just randomly start reading yeah, and talking about things. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. what? Which we've done. Oh, gotcha. Does that make sense? So I was yes, like, oh, that's a good idea. I'll be more careful. So for you, we are talking about screw tape letters. It's a book written by C.S. Lewis back in the 1940s and the overall preface that he's talking about is it's an allegory it's a story it's a complete fiction writing about these demons trying to basically trip up and cause havoc in humans lives yeah and we get to just read along with it and then we just have our own comments of like yeah as things kind of spark up we just talk through whatever kicks the old uh, brain and makes it start working dude and I have to give Justin this footage but dude I I told started to tell you about the experience I had with like a demonic like I felt like this crazy lady here she was not so maybe Justin might insert a little video in there like she was went it was crazy like different voices were coming out of her that's terrifying Jay and I were so scared it was very scary we just started praying but like nothing like no like it wasn't like the movies or anything, but it felt like the movies a little bit. Whereas, like, just that ah, it was so. Oh, weird, that's terrifying! Dude. Yeah, it was classic scary. Sunland. Classic, classic Sunland. Classic Sunland. I don't want to dig on Sunland. I'm not going to dig on Sunland. It's okay, classic Sunland. Because there's a lot of good people around here. It's just we have experiences. They know with the good really people around stuff. here. Go, yeah, that's pretty Sunland. <laughs> they know. It's so you all know. Funny. It's true. It's so true. Well, we're on chapter 15, week number 15. Yeah, chapter 15, week 15. Um, we've, I don't know, in the course of recording this, I mean, it's coming out sequentially, so you're not really missing anything, listener. But for us, there's been a little bit of a gap in time that we've sat. And yeah, I was on vacation. You were out of town. And then we had Easter. We had all kinds of yeah, things hitting. Yeah, so yeah. We batched recordings. Most podcasts, which is funny, they batch record. I was talking to other people who do like big national shows, and they'll sit all day and record an entire season in one or two days. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. So then it takes time and post and all these other stuff that they do. But anyways, we don't do that. We just do a couple of episodes because we enjoy just hanging out and then we read the book and talk about it, which is what we're doing right now. Chapter 15. Chapter 15. My dear Wormwood. Yes. I have noticed, of course, that the humans were having a lull in their European war, what they naively call the war. And I'm not surprised that there is a corresponding lull in the patient's anxieties. Do we want to encourage this or to keep him worried? Tortured fear and stupid confidence are both desirable uh, states of mind. Our choice between them raises important questions. So I actually put a pause right there. That feels like our culture today now with COVID. Like yeah. I feel like there's like kind of a lull. Or politically or. Yeah. Just it's kind of a lull. Right there's now. all kinds of. Yeah. Is that weird? Think back to like this time last year and it was only anxiety. Pure. We had riots going on. Yep. We had locked. I mean, I, th- I think a lot of us put out of our minds that like we had 
lockdowns. Yep. Like it was like, it is Proper. seven o'clock, mm-hmm. no one out. Yep. I remember I was going out on a date with my wife on our way to the restaurant. The restaurant called us because it was our anniversary and we had reservations. They're like, um, we can't because of curfew. Like that's, we that's what it was, curfew. That's what they call it. It's crazy to me. And now we're in the season where like, okay, are things opening up? Are they not? It's just kind of in flux where numbers are going up in certain places, but mm-hmm. not in others. And so they're talking about having re-lockdowns, like Canada re-lockdown again, parts of it, I guess. Wow. Like, uh, anyway. So, so yeah, yeah, totally. There's this like lull though of like, so the, the question that he's going to dive into is like, is but, it better to just be tortured by fear or just be stupid confident. Like an ignorance like, almost ignorance, is bliss. Yeah. Ignorance yeah, yeah, yeah. and confidence, overconfidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This should be a lot of fun. It's, we're going to get right. into it. I'm excited. The humans live in time, but our enemy destines them to eternity. He, therefore, I believe, wants them to attend chiefly to two things, to eternity itself and to that point of time, which they'll call the present. Interesting. So there's two things that God wants us to focus on. Yeah. Eternity and the present. Hmm. Those are two things listed that I rarely focus on. According to I usually to these dwell demons, on the past right? and the future. Right. No, like me personally. Like oh. I usually, right? Yeah. I'm either looking back or I'm looking forward. I have actually just been talking to my therapist about this. I tend to live in the future. Mm-hmm. And the the interesting thing about this we talked about is the pain that I'm experiencing today or might experience, my body thinks I may experience it, whether it's emotional or whatever it's going to be. It's to that degree by which I leave to go to the future. So if that moment I'm feeling that possible pain there, I'll go, what, what 30 years or just five years from today? Mm-hmm. Like I'll go to live somewhere else, like create the path of what it could look like in the future. That's my safe space. It's like a coping mechanism for yeah. like what you have to face in the present, mm-hmm. which I think would be I maybe not like a hundred percent healthy, but it's a it's, it's 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 something that offsets you being paralyzed by what you have to go through and avoiding it or not doing it, mm-hmm. you know, like it's giving you drive to maybe go through things. Yeah. So, cause I kind of tend to be on the other end where I put things off and put things off and put things off. Mm-hmm. And like, I know the future is going to suck because I haven't taken care of or faced <laughs> things that I needed to face, but I just don't want to face them today. So I'm going to yeah. ignore them and I'm going to live in yesterday okay, or I'm going to live in tomorrow yeah, without, yeah, yeah. without facing the present. Thing. Well, I think too, like the picture I see is like the guy, uh, from, uh, <clears throat> what's the funny movie where it's Napoleon dynamite, where it's the uncle who plays football oh, and he lives, uncle Rico, uncle Rico lives man. in the past, right? He, yeah. He's constantly living in the past, not in the present. Oh, not literally. Yes. I was, I, you, you said lives and I was like in his van, literally. No, yes. Yeah. Literally lives in his van. No. Yeah. He does. He lives in the you past. Know, and that's what this is kind of, the if six, only we'd made state, if only yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd made that yeah, t- yeah. coach had put me in. And, and that's to an extreme, I think, of, of a lot of behaviors that we do that are protective. Like you said, I think you said the right word. It's like, I'm protecting myself what feels like pain today. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, and I actually remember specifically the moment that I'm talking about where we're hanging out at the beach. We went camping a few weeks, a few months ago. This was back in February. And I'm sitting there because I remember over the years, we go to the same beach with the kids. We spend a week there at Carpinteria. And I remember like us there with just two kids, not three because Calvin wasn't born yet. And then to, and then there's an experience where I remember specifically like a scene was playing out in front of me where it was like 
flashbacks when Calvin was in diapers and crawling in a little wetsuit playing with his sisters. And one of them was like pulling the, the, the boogie board. He's having mm-hmm. to try and catch it. He gets frustrated. He throws his hat on the ground. It's this really cute little scene. And he has like his sister's pink <laughs> bathing <laughs> so wetsuit wet on, suit on to, to keep, keep him warm. It's really warm. funny. But it, this time, fast forward seven years, almost six years, and it's the same experience where they're playing together. And he has not his sisters. He has his own wetsuit on because it's cold. But um, And then I go, and I immediately went to – you know, what is it going to be like when I don't have kids? Am I going to want to ever come back to this beach? Because like, I, I just start crying. Wow. Like, and I didn't what a wanna... big thought. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> and then I was like, and then I, the practice I was in is no live in the, in the present. Mm. And I began to cry because they just sit in this moment and remember the beauty of your children just playing together and the simplicity of this today. Mm. Don't try to either run away with like what the pain of tomorrow to try and ease it or whatever it's going to be, but just today in the present. So that's why I was getting to that point yeah. where that it's a practice. It's not easy because for me personally, like I want to go wherever it is. It's a that's what's natural. Thing. I think what's natural, yeah. like our nature is kind of drawn toward either escaping in the in the near future or escaping yeah. in the past yeah. um, and not taking ownership of the present. And I have a feeling, so I have, you know, Full disclosure, I haven't read ahead either, actually, for this so for this week. So, projecting. <laughs> um, so I'm probably gonna say this, and then I have a I have a feeling just based on like um the place or the understanding that I've come to and the understanding that I have of God, especially as revealed through the scripture, right? Yeah. Which is like kind of how we understand God yeah. um is is through his word revealed to us. Um is this idea that like the the place of the present is like what we should really be living in mm-hmm. and connecting and and sinking into and the strength and the hope and the thing that carries us through the pain of the present is the is the fullness of hope in eternity not the future not the future like fixing a circumstance nope. yeah but in an eternity where these things are made new and i yep. think that's what gives us uh, just based on scripture yep. and kind of the way he's framed hey keep them here or here yes. and not the other two places yeah. i'm thinking all right it seems like yeah. that's where he's gonna go so let's well, just and in, in yeah. these two places we don't have control the ones that the enemy says is mm. in the present and or the eternal which is god makes all things new right mm-hmm. crazy christ so it's in this place where we are fully surrendered because in the past and in my quote quote future i think i want i'm controlling, You're both, controlling of those. both of those yep either the pieces that you want to remember of yes. the past and dwell on yeah or be you know identified with um it reminds me of just another quick little side note, but yeah. the idea of idols mm. and uh, Mark Driscoll had in his, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. He had a great breakdown of like idols being items, duties, others, longings, and sufferings. Mm. And those are the things that like can, we can build our identity in mm. instead of being in Christ, we build our identity in my, the things that I own mm. or the things that I do mm. or the way that other people perceive me. Mm. And then the last two were longings and sufferings. And that was the future and kind of past thing yes. of like the things that I want for myself mm-hmm. for that, you know, that I'm, I build my identity or my life upon these things that I'm reaching toward, or 
I allow every, the things that I've experienced to define me entirely with no being a victim, no hope or change. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so interesting. Yeah. Oh, uh, but man. let's let's just dive in here. I believe he wants. I'm just going to back up a little bit. I believe he wants them to attend chiefly to two things: to eternity itself, and to that point of time which they call the present. For the present is the point at which time touches eternity. Oh, wow, that's a big thought. Of the present moment, and of it only, humans have an experience analogous to the experience which our enemy has of reality as a whole. So for the present is the point at which time touches eternity. In the present is when we have an experience like God does in eternity. Yeah, I think that's, I kind, think of, that's, what, he's that's kind of what he's saying. Yeah, it's the closest when we're fully in the present moment. And it, it, in it alone, freedom and actually are actuality. Offered, actuality are offered them. So it's in the present is the greatest place for us to be. In the truth. For, for freedom and, and actuality are offered to them. Oof, okay. He wow. would therefore have them continually concerned either with eternity, which means being concerned with him, yeah. or with the present, either meditating on their eternal union with or separation from himself, or else obeying the present voice of conscience, bearing the present cross, receiving the present grace, giving thanks for the present ple present pleasure. It's so hard for me to hear this through demons, like ear, like mouths. Yeah. Because it's like the drippings of truth are so deep within the comments that were just said there. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, and so it's hard for me like to go, okay, if the demons actually know the truth, why aren't they listening to it? It's, it's a story. It's for us to kind of draw and go, right. <gasps> like, what, like, and the power of... Well, I think you have to remember that, I, I mean, theologically, if we were just kind of, yeah. if we're going to go down this rabbit yeah, hole... let's do it. That, that, like, humans are, we're in that influx, in that gray area where... The already not yet. Already not yet. Yeah. And we're making decisions mm -hmm. that shape who we are. And and we are responding to Jesus. We're responding to God and 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 his calling and like those things. And yeah. I know there's like sovereignty of God and I'm not going to get into like predestination versus like choice and all those things. But like um, if we look at kind of the fall of, of, of Satan and, and the demons, right. That like they, they didn't, it wasn't a process. It wasn't a spectrum. They made one decision. Mm. They came to a moment where they said, we are, we are, you know, following Lucifer or whatever. Right. And we've made one moment decision and they are judged on that one decision yeah. versus humans where like we make all kinds of crazy decisions all the time, but because of the work of Jesus and the way that, that our, that our souls are versus like a, the heavenly beings versus the earthly beings, right. Is that, um, we live in that tension and mm. they live in like a one moment thing. Well, so, they lived in an awareness of full truth and they chose to step out of it. And they still chose to step out of it. And we are being brought from death to life. Exactly. Yeah. They kind of made a decision from life to death. Yeah. That's, they like, oh, mm -hmm. there's a cannibal to hell. Let's make it. That's fun. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know. I think that they're looking at it being able to call it what it is. Sure. That makes sense. You know? And so in listening to that, 
there's a, a a veil that's has already because they don't they already see behind the veil. Yeah, in a sense, especially because they're talking about how humans are still bound to time. Time, right? That makes sense. And they're not like I, I would think not in the same. They've been in through time. They've been in through time. They're but they're bound time. to time, but they're not outside of it. Or God is outside of it. And time... And time... Yeah, that's, we can go and, into here that. We go. And time isn't so, wearing on them the way that it wears on us. Totally. And it's funny. You're touching on something that I think is like... Over the next, I believe... This is so weird. I'm going to say this. Okay. You ready? I'm, I'm way ahead of the curve here. And probably what I'm going to say is... I, th- I think the, the world's going to end no, December. Oh, the new revolution, like the new, like awareness, like the new flat earth, mm-hmm. like, or the round earth versus flat earth. Like the guy, like the new Galilee, the, the, the like new, the new, big the big is discovery that or whatever. There, and it's going to be defined greater on this idea of that. There's something to, I can't even explain it. The it's going to be in the spiritual realm. If that makes any sense. Is it metaphysical? Is that the... I don't, I don't know, know what word, word to, and but, I can't even describe yeah. it exactly, but I'm like over the next 30 years through science, but the truth, there's going to be an unveiling of sorts that will be on the level of a new, like, like the, we figured out gravity. Discovery, yeah. yeah. Is getting, but it's in, on a spiritual level. But like it's already been here. We just, now we have a new awareness of it. Because of because technology, of technology because of, of certain, there's an awareness that I think that we're going to be able to grow in from AI to all these other things. I don't know exactly what and where to touch on it yet, but and I think it's an exploration with humans looking deeper into the spiritual work because we're finding that our bodies, our minds, our hearts, our emotions are all deeply intertwined. And even the church who's rejected the idea of emotions being tied directly to your spirituality, that tide is shifting. And it, I think the deeper that we dive into our spirituality and our emotions and our physical bodies and how they are all intertwined, body, mm-hmm. mind, heart, and soul, like Jesus talks about himself and how that is tied to the eternal. Mm-hmm. But yet living now in the present, let's just live now um, because I don't need to live in the future. So our business keep up. That's the next line, right? Our businesses keep, get them away from the eternal and from the present. Yeah, <laughs> so right. here I am talking about what might happen in the next 30 years. But I think it's in the awareness of the present that we become more exposed to that eternal, mm. if that makes any sense. And I think that's that kind of fullness of freedom and fullness of stuff because, yeah. um, you th- I mean, you think about like when – in Luke and Matthew, when Jesus is talking, and it might be in the other Gospels, but I'm I'm specifically thinking about Luke and Matthew. Yeah, when he's talking about, do not be anxious. Yes. Oof. Consider the consider the sparrows. Yeah, the lilies. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. the and like they don't sow or reap or store, and God takes care of them. And how much more, if God is going to take care of these things, will he take care of you? But first, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. yeah. Do not be anxious for today or mm-hmm. do not be anxious for, for tomorrow, tomorrow for because today, today yeah. has enough... Worries. Uh, enough worries. problems. Yeah, enough problems, enough worries. There's enough anxiety in for today. But and so the burden we're to carry is today's. Is today's. And that's where the fullness of freedom comes. Because yeah. if I'm experiencing, if I'm resting or if I'm just sitting in the present and all of the mess that it brings, mm-hmm. then I then I'm also have full access to the awareness of, and I think this is that last line that he said, um, uh, bearing the present cross, receiving the present grace, mm. giving thanks for the present pleasure. Yeah. And like, there is a freedom in that, that the, the present grace, the, the present 
across the present pleasure that exists. Mm -hmm. When I'm thinking about tomorrow's problems, when I'm thinking about those things, the power of the, of the present for tomorrow's problems, it's just, it, it doesn't line up enough to outweigh them. It's yeah, no, that's so good. But knowing eternity at some point will outweigh all of it. And I think that's why being in the present or being fixed on eternity are the two places where they're trying to get the patients away Do you remember from us talking about this back in last year. Yeah, it was like, like our <laughs> first, our first season. Yeah. That's crazy. Oh. So funny. We got brought here. So you want me to continue reading? Yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah, happy to. That's good. Our business is to get them away from the eternal and from the present. With this in view, we sometimes tempt a human, say a widow or a scholar, to live in the past. But this is of limited value, for they have some real knowledge of the past, and it has a determinate nature, and to that extent, resembles eternity. Interesting. It is far wait, wait, better. Wait, wait, push oh, yeah. pause right there. Yeah. Did you hear? So, for they have some real knowledge of the past, and it has a determinate nature, and to that extent resembles eternity. Think about that for a minute. Mm. That's the line. What they're saying is because we have an idea and a glimpse of what we lived in that past, that it's for sure it had happened. That that in of itself is a glimpse into the for sure truth that of there is eternity. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> C.S. Lewis. What a mind. Stop Insane. This. Oh, okay. Love it. What a mind melter. Uh, and so because of that resembles eternity, it is far better to make them live in the future. All right. Now, see, this is where it was funny. We were talking where you kind of more lean towards living in the past and I, and I tend to live in the future. So you're more spiritual than I am. So it's far Probably. better. So it's more evil that I've done. <laughs> you're more pastoral than I am. So oh, you got me there. That's just not the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. Biological necessity makes all their passions point in that direction already. Yeah. So that thought about the future inflames hope and fear. <laughs> also, it is unknown to them. So that in making them think about it, we make them think about, uh, we make them think of unrealities. That's been the problem for me. Because when life. you're looking back in the past, there's something tangible. Yeah. They've lived it. They, we've mm -hmm. seen it. And so you don't think about the what ifs. I mean, you can dwell on like what ifs yeah, in the past, sure. but at the end of the day, you have to reconcile it with what happened. Yeah. But if you think about what ifs in the future, I could do you whatever. only have what ifs in the That's future. It. And in that place of what ifs, I can tell myself I am whoever I want to be. Mm -hmm. Meaning I don't have to deal with the pain of the past. I don't have to deal with the present. You can escape from the present. <sighs> yep. That's, and it's been this last year specifically that I've been dealing with this specific thing in my own life of the practice of and realizing how that has in a lot of ways really hurt my understanding of how to love people, receive grace to I mean, all the, the list of things that he listed there about being in the present, and the power of that. Uh-huh. It's been so you're kind of pointing out that like not only does it take the present grace and and those things away from you, but then it does pull your ability to extend those things to yes. other people. I control is, it yeah. there. And it's so dangerous. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it literally is like, as I'm reading this, I'm like, it's the, the enemy has used that as tactic in my life for years. Mm -hmm. 
And whatever reason why I did doesn't even matter because I can go on through the whole long list of things. But the realization at the end that, of the day, yeah. and there was something about a year and a half ago where I feel like, man, I was like, man, I'm not living in the realities of today. What is going on? And it, it literally was like an epiphany. And I was like, I have to, this is my journey this year is to learn how to live in the present. That's mm. a big part of what my practice is. I've had an apostrophe. Yeah. An epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> I've been corrected many times now. It's not epiphany. It's epiphany. Oh, I mean, it's like people who say, uh, what's the word when they go like, um, I, uh, uh, I, uh, frustrated versus frustrated or (laughs) I work with teachers and sometimes they're like the library and I'm like, no, you work at a place that has a a library like on campus. I need you to say library. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. But then again, I mean, I. I also count right. on my, f- I'm a math teacher and do math on my fingers while I'm working. So, <laughs> so we all got our things, but all right, let's see where uh, we were. Can I, I'll read a little bit. That's yeah, okay. take it. So bio- biologically necessity makes all their passions point in that direction already. So that the thought about the future inflames hope and fear. Also, it is unknown to them. So in that, in the making them think about it, we make them think of unrealities in a word. The future is, of all things, the thing least like eternity. That's insane. Because you would think that the future, like on a spectrum of time, you have beginning, past, present, future, eternity. And so you would think that future would be the closest link to eternity because that's like the next step. Yeah. It is the most completely temporal part of time. For the past is frozen and no longer flows. I'm thinking of like this the, is so good. <laughs> and the present, capital P, if you've noticed her here, here mm-hmm. right? Okay. And the present is all lit up with eternal rays. Hence, the encouragement we have given to all those schemes of thought, such as the creative evolution, scientific humanism, or communism, which fix men's affections on the future, oh, on man. the very core of temporality. Hence, nearly all vices are rooted in the future. Gratitude looks to the past and love to the present. Fear, averse, lust, and ambition look ahead. Wow. Do not think lust an exception. When the present pleasures arrives, the sin, which alone interests us, is already over. The pleasure is just the part of the process which we regret and would exclude if we could do so without losing the sin. It is the part contributed by the enemy and therefore experienced in a present. The sin, which is our contribution, looked forward. Wow. <laughs> This is like probably one of the the heaviest uh, chapters here in the whole book. Like, it's got to be. I, I mean, we've dealt with a lot of heavy stuff in this so far, um, but I think it's so personal to me right now. I think that's does that make sense? Like, I literally am like, uh, it's so applicable. I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's maybe if you're listening, you're like, well, no, I'm like, I'm a present and eternity only person. But I think for the most part, this is just so. Such a timeless truth. Well, and rooted right now with our society, one of the biggest things through our last year, I feel like there's a thread of fear throughout all of society. And it's this thread of fear that that of the unknown of the future and people creating all these narratives and then using, and he listed off a whole bunch of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Using 
politics or different systems of structures to try and fix the solutions when in the present, if we just deal with the sin today, mm -hmm. look in the mirror, if every person stopped and looked at how they haven't helped with, you know, each individual took responsibility yep. for the, these things are today, now in the mirror, mm -hmm. it would change the trajectory of history. And instead we look to future systems. How do we build, how do we fix this system in the, toward the future? Right to get it to address the issues that could very well be addressed today by the individual. Now. But we want a system. We want a future we system. We want to control the future yeah. destiny. And that's where, the, that's what the enemy And here. people believe, I mean, I believe that. I put my hope in those things. Yeah, you know, when I, I see those things, I'm I like, I hope to. this or whatever. And I mean, in the church world, we do that with church stuff. Yeah. Constantly. And, and it, I'm realizing it all the time. Like, what? no, no. Christ, he says he'll redeem all mm -hmm. today. Now, what can I, you know, anyway, so, sorry, I had to read that section just because so I was like, good. it was like such a personal thing that the, it was wording things that I've been swirling around in my mind and my heart. It was just like these demons were saying the truth. <laughs> I just, I love that idea. Like the, the actual goodness that's experienced in sin yeah. is a glimpse of, it's something that takes place in the present, yeah. like the pleasure, maybe not the goodness was not the right word, but the pleasure that's yeah. experienced in sinful things um, is a present moment. And then the temptation and the guilt and those those things are the uh, were the future things. And I thought it was interesting. He's like, if we could do away with the with with them getting pleasure and only getting the all the bad and none of the good, that would be better. But it's um, crazy, right? Yeah, so good. Uh, to be sure, the enemy wants men to think of the future too, mm. just so much as is necessary for now, planning the acts of justice or charity, which will probably be their duty tomorrow. The duty of planning the morrow's work is today's duty. Though its material is borrowed from the future, the duty, like all duties, is in the present. This is now straw splitting. He does not want men to give the future their hearts to place their treasure in it. Yeah. We do. His ideal is a man who, having worked all day for the good of posterity, if that is his vocation, washes his mind of the whole subject, commits the issue to heaven, and returns at once to the patience or gratitude demanded by the moment that is passing over him. But we want a man hag-ridden by the future, haunted by visions of an imminent heaven or hell upon earth, ready to break the enemy's com uh, commands in the present if by doing so we make him think he can attain the one or advert the other, dependent for his faith on the success or failure of schemes whose end he will not live to see. We want a whole race perpetually in pursuit of the rainbow's end, Never honest, ne nor kind, nor happy now, but always using as a mere f fuel, as mere fuel, wherewith to heap the altar of the future, every real gift which is offered them in the present. <laughs> Do the ends justify the means? And that's I think what, that's kind of like the that right now in the present moment, we have all of the, we can experience all of the ends we're looking for. Yeah, and I think there the. Picture comes to mind is you know when Jesus says that the, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Mm -hmm. Are we planting the seeds of repentance? Are we planting the seeds of love? Are we today, right now, planting the seeds of justice, trusting the fruit will be in God's hands mm -hmm. for the future, for the eternal work? But today I know that if I'm feeling a feeling of unforgiveness, 
that I don't live at some point to try and fix that. But today I practice forgiveness. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm asked to do right now, this mm -hmm. moment and trusting God with the future of that other person yep. and the future of my own state with that person or towards the other person. And, and if, that's the scariest place to be. And as if it's a scheduling or connecting with that person saying, Hey, can I meet with you? Maybe now is not <laughs> the time to ask, for that. but that's yep. planning. Yep. That's planning for the future. Mm -hmm. As part of today's duty that That's he's it. talking about. That's yeah. so just, it's just, yeah. And, you know, it's like I was listening, uh, there's an old African proverb that, you know, the best time to plant a tree is 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Next best time is today. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think in a lot of ways with Christianity, it's like, no, today I'm going to plant the tree, plant the seed of truth mm -hmm. today and trust God to reap the harvest that he's going to mm -hmm. reap at some other point. But how often do we either like... Feel like we have to control the outcome? Which feel like we have to control about. the outcome, yep. which means that... If I have to, if I have to do something underhanded or yep. whatever today, mm -hmm. it, as long as I do it for the sake of good later on, I can justify it or I can, I can dismiss what was done. And that's what the, according to them, the demons want. That's from what us they to want do. from us to ah! do. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, even, and as I begin to think through my life, how many times I've done that with relationships, with people, mm -hmm. with work, with, even with church and ministry, I'm like, okay, well, I can't fix that. I can recognize that look at the truth and be honest about it. And today mm -hmm. look to see and go, okay, I need, I need to care. I believe it's like not fix the future. It's carrying the burden and living in like what I call a lament, like learning from and just carrying the weight of it, like mm. mourning that and go, okay, it's in that seed of repentance. Mm -hmm. And then the fruit of reconciliation will happen. And the freedom to just trust that, God to at then, the end of it. To then, that it, you experience it in the present, but you're also freed from it in that experience. In that moment, and that's eternity. It's like happening. It's almost like eternities are paradoxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's such wow. a weird thing. Ah, we got a little bit more in on this one. Yeah, we do have okay. a little ways to go. Right. It follows then in general, and other things being equal, that it is better for your patient to be filled with anxiety or hope. It doesn't matter much which. It doesn't much matter which about this war than for him to be living in the present. But the phrase living in the present is ambiguous. <laughs> it may describe a process which is really just as much concerned with the future, um, anxiety itself. Your man may be untroubled about the future, not because he is concerned with the present, but because he has persuaded himself that the future is going to be agreeable. That's the hope he was yeah. talking about. Well, thank you, vaccine. Right? Uh, boosters. And... As long as that is the real cause of his tranquility, his tranquility will do us good because it is only piling up more disappointment and therefore more impatience for him when his false hopes are dashed. If, on the other hand, he is aware that horrors may be in store for him and is praying for the virtues wherewith to meet him, and meanwhile concerning himself with the present, because there and there alone all duty, all grace, all knowledge, and all pleasure dwell, his state is very undesirable and should be attacked at once. Here again, our philo uh, philologo philological arm, which I, philology is uh, the study of language. The branch of knowledge that deals with the structure, historical development, and relationships of language or languages. Yes. So um, our philological arm. Okay. So, so the person, the person from their department or whatever. Who creates words or like has a relationship with words. Okay. Uh, interesting. Mm -hmm. So they have a way to kind of freight. Okay. All right. Has done good work. Try the word complacency on him. <laughs> but of course, 
it is most likely that he is living in the present for none of these reasons, but simply because his health is good and he is enjoying his work. The phenomenon would then be merely natural. All the same, I should break it up. If I were you, no natural phenomenon is really in our favor. And anyway, why should the creature be happy? So what they're saying there at the end kind of is that there will all kind of go through states of, of where we're just comfortable. Money's good. Look, if I'm living in the present, like I'm going to experience that freedom. Right. And I think that first part. So the second part, like, sorry, I just tracked with you because I was tracking the first piece and then the, um, but, uh, when we're living in the present, we're going to feel that contentment because that, I mean, he said it there, that's where all duty, all grace, all knowledge, all pleasure dwell is in the present. But because of that, like they're talking about kind of like use the word complacency. So am I really just being complacent? If I'm content where I'm at in the moment, is that just me being complacent? And then that's me creating futures. Well, like that, it's That's another way to look at it. I think what I'm hearing from this mm-hmm. thing is like if I think like, you know, I've gone through seasons in my life where I'm healthy, my kids are healthy, my wife is healthy, we got money, we got some savings in the money, we just did some traveling. So the worldly things are going good. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm not thinking about the future. I'm not thinking about the past. And I'm complacent. Mm-hmm. Can I, though, when the storms of life are going crazy and I want to escape the pains, mm-hmm. can I just still remain present in that pain? Mm-hmm. I think that that's what they're getting at is that they're because trying to do... Because he follows up. None of these reasons. Right. Does that make sense when I say that? So mm. I think there's a dynamic there that like we're going to all experiencing these things. And and it's 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 even though if the if our whoever this person who they're talking about, like their creature, if as a creature I can remain content when the storms of life are happening... Mm-hmm. I'm actually living in the present with all duty, all grace, all knowledge and mm-hmm. pleasure. But when things are going smooth sailing, everything's good. And I'm quote, feeling the same state. You're I'm, living in the present still. Yes. But there's a level of complacency that can come in. That's not healthy. See, and then I, I think, think it's going to go on forever. That's kind of what I'm thinking. I could see it that way. I was thinking about like the side of like, moving out of that place when things are going good because you've convinced yourself you're just being complacent. So you're, you start creating issues for yourself that don't really exist. That's scary. Okay. Right. You create issues that don't really exist because (laughs) things are good. Yeah. So like four years ago, I woke up in the middle of the night. I said to my wife, you know what? I actually am comfortable in chaos and that's dangerous. Yeah. So if things are like complacent, even though it's really content, I got to go find a way to like, yeah. cause that's what I'm, I'm comfortable in the chaos and that's not healthy. So instead of resting in like, okay, Season I'm, I'm living in the present yes. and things are going good. Yeah. I think that's why he says, try the word complacency on him. Like because kind of plant that seed it. of like, are you like, okay. you're not really trusting God. Yeah. Your life's good. You you're enjoying your work. Yeah. Your health is good. Yeah. And like, and so you're not, because I've watched, and maybe this is just because I'm close to people. Um, but like that, that I've kind of watched do this, but it's like, I've watched people almost go out of their way to make their life more difficult because they felt like they weren't experiencing the the persecution they were supposed to be experiencing yeah, as a Christian. Yeah, whatever it might be, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so they, you know, so so they create issues that were never really, or they're just dissatisfied in their faith. Yeah. 
because of what they think they should be. And again, now they're putting their faith in the future, future instead the of just being satisfied in the present moment that, yeah, things are going good and I'm trusting God and walking forward in that. Yeah. Like, is that not good enough? Yeah. And um, I don't know. I get that complacency thing though too. Cause then I'm like, is that just a cop out? Am I just chilling? And, yeah. and now I don't want to. Yeah do what I'm called to do. So yeah. there is that kind of tension, tension between I think it, if but. we're living in a tension, that's a good place. It's to probably be. a good place to be. Yeah. And that's what I'm finding more and more. The more I walk, the deeper I grow my faith. I'm like, when I think I've got to figure it out or I'm just like, like, Oh, what was me? And I want to beat myself up. Mm -hmm. Neither one of those two places are healthy. Like if living in this tension of, you know, like I want to do it, but I, my, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting it. And, and I'm aware of that back and forth and that tension. Like, and I'm, it's that surrendering. It's, you know, when Jesus said your flesh is weak, but your spirit is willing, mm -hmm. you know, I, I really think that's a very good place to be. Like that's that tension of, I know it's there. I'm aware of it and I'm continuing to surrender it. I'm living in the present. Like that's being present. Isn't right. Isn't the result of the truth, like knowing the truth, Freedom. Yeah. Well, by Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth will set, set you, you free. free. Exactly. Yeah. And I think we, we frame that in, you know, the truth about, um, the gospel. And so you're free from, from hell. Yeah. And we frame it like that. Mm -hmm. But what about freedom for today? Because Jesus talked a lot about freedom for today. Yeah. And I don't think we live in that. So no, we don't. That's a challenge for us. But Jeez, dude. who knows? Well, I guess we'll more more on this next time. Chapter possibly. sixteen. Chapter next sixteen week. next week. So thank you guys and yeah. gals and I say y'all most of the time. But <laughs> whatever your preferred pronoun is, okay. I'd like to thank that pronoun. So we appreciate you and uh, let Tim say it. May God's grace and peace be with you. Yeah, we'll there see you, you next week or next time. Next, next time. Week. Next week. Sometimes people listen to them in stacks. Whenever you want. You may not even see us, you might just hear us. Yeah.